podcast day. What's up guys? Emily here with MFIT Radio. I just am so stoked because my guest Claire and Joy, I have been on their podcast twice and they're incredible. So Girls Gone Wad based in Denver, Colorado, linked up with them forever ago and you'll hear kind of all about how it connected, but they're just wonderful human beings and it was so fun to have role reversal and get them on my podcast. I Love them. They just got back from Costa Rica with my MPAC, which was so fun to see pictures. And they're actually hosting a huge event this Saturday in Denver at CrossFit J. So stay tuned towards the end to hear more details if you're in Denver. And then June 24th, me and Claire and Joy and the whole crew, as many people who can, are taking MPACs to the Manitou Springs Incline. So if you're thinking about scheduling a trip to Colorado, try to do it around June 24th. It's going to be epic. I am on my way to Copenhagen right now. So as you listen to this, um, I am in the air and I'm really excited. I'm going to hang out with Pure Pharma, who's one of my sponsors for this podcast, the best fish oil, magnesium, and D3 that you can get. And um, I'm just going to be traveling Europe a little bit with my impact and I can't wait. I will post lots of pictures and I hope you enjoyed this episode because it was so fun, really just emphasizing like it is so much about when you're changing your body composition, this kind of self-love that you have to have. Um, we talk a lot about the history of how they found CrossFit, how they found feeling strong. If they've ever struggled with not feeling strong, you know, it doesn't mean being an elite athlete in order to make the gym a commitment, but then also where's the balance when you're trying to push yourself and you see everyone else pushing yourself and then you push yourself and then you hit that wall. Where do we, where do we go from there? We, are we trying to, you know, prove something to other people or are our goals really authentic? It's just a really great conversation. I think you guys are going to love. Enjoy. <laughs> MFIT Radio. to film this on your old podcast mic. I kind of feel like this is a throwback to four years ago when we started with this mic. This mic has good energy. Do we have a name for this mic? Uh-uh. I think no, we maybe name should. it right now. Is yeah. its name not Mike? Can we christen this? I think Mike, maybe That's Micah. Little... <laughs> All right, we'll think about it. How so, about Julie? So this is just such good karma because I, I had done two podcasts with mm-hmm. you guys, Girls Gone Wad, which is a great podcast. I love it. Um, I think your audience is just like amazing. The people that you guys attract, it just says a lot about you guys without anything else being said. They're the best people. So great. We love them. No, I, I'm not, I don't mean that in like a, so you agree, you think you're really pretty sort of way, (laughs) (laughs) but they're just, we love our listeners. Yeah. And I was like, I want to start my podcast and you guys helped me and gave me this beautiful mic. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's good energy. We started with this mic and then. It treated us very well. It built a good community, and I have no doubt that your community will continue to grow because the mic magic <laughs> has nothing to do with your talent. Is it, is it same magic mic? Magic mic. Magic mic. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's, it's the same dildo mic, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So subtle. Yeah, it's totally. So Claire was telling in. me that they posted about um, little phallic. A little phallic. Sorry, guys. They posted about their very first podcast. You're mm-hmm. sitting on the floor. Not much different than what I'm doing right now with my <laughs> six podcasts. Uh, and someone commented that it kind of 
that they, they that. thought it was a dildo. Yeah. So this is our magic mic. Yeah. All right. Uh, what what inspired you guys to start a podcast? I don't know the story of you just talking one day and we're like, yeah, let's so, do this. So I like to say that I'm like the grandmother of podcasts because, well, actually, I've never said that before. I like to say that all the time. <laughs> Slash is the first time I've ever said it. <laughs> I like to think about this because I started listening to podcasts before they were even like a thing. So... Um, I think there were maybe a handful out there and I just started listening to a bunch and I was, you know, a lot of running podcasts. There were a lot of things out there and there was one or two CrossFit podcasts and I was like, well, these are great and all, but there's really no voice for women. And so Claire and I were running blogs at the time and we were both at the same CrossFit gym. We both wrote blogs. So I, I kind of had this idea like, okay, I need someone, I need to find someone who's really good at like producing content because obviously... That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I really like Claire's blog. And, like, we had texted at yeah, some point. We, were like, not we, we still don't know how we, like, had each other's phone yeah, numbers Yeah, somehow even. we were close enough that Joy texted me wasn't like, who is this weirdo? Got it. But I still wish I knew, like, how we had yeah. each other's phone numbers. You would that's just how, work like, out. Right. Yeah, So that because that's, like, how not close, close we, were. we were. Yeah. And so, um, but one day I just happened to text her and I was like, hey, do you listen to podcasts? And she was like, mm, car talk. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, and which is, I know rest made me piece, fall right? in love with Boston, yeah, which is Bradford's roots, by the way. Oh, awesome! His Boston accent. Oh, incredible. does he have yeah. a talk with oh. Mark? If he wants to, no, he doesn't naturally, but he can turn it on. And so, I'm like, this is the best. Oh, yeah, because of car talk. I was oh. like, you don't understand. Please fix my car now, please. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love this. By the way, if listeners out there, please listen to Car Talk. Just one episode, if you haven't. It is is it is insta like antidepressant because insta happiness. His laugh, the brother that <laughs> passed away, his laugh. Oh my gosh! By far, like the it's like antidepressant. Just unadulterated old man happy. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay, so Claire was like, "I listened to Car Talk. I'm like, that's like, great. Do you want to start? <laughs> it doesn't count. Do you want to start a CrossFit podcast or a cross or a podcast about CrossFit?" Because, uh, hashtag don't, hashtag call, it don't call it a CrossFit podcast, by the way, because you will the get... The CrossFit van will come after you. you will really? Get oh, yeah. We got a cease and desist in our first, maybe in our second year. Like, yeah, in our second year. Because we were calling ourselves a CrossFit, CrossFit podcast, podcast, we just didn't know any better. Yeah. And it, like, implied, that wording implied an association with CrossFit, the brand. Yeah. I just did the biggest eye roll. You guys can't <laughs> see it, but it was really aggressive. So we call, we call those moments the CrossFit van, where yeah. it's like the FBI surveillance van is sitting outside your house. Yeah. It's like whenever we make fun of Dave Castro, we're like, CrossFit van, CrossFit yeah. van. Like they're just so, always listening. Yeah. So unnecessary. I mean, yeah. what did he say on 90 Minutes or 60 Minutes? <laughs> it felt like 90. But when I watched it, he talked about how he had like 50 lawyers on staff. Oh. Oh, yeah. Something crazy just, like just, that. They have to constantly do it. Yeah. It makes so, sense, so Claire and I, like immediately once that seed was planted, I think Claire had, like before I even finished the sentence, Claire bought the, the website or we had like start, no, we picked a name within two weeks. Claire yeah. bought the website for like made everything logo, made the, the logo. Everything was done within like two weeks and then we just had to start recording. Which... I love this. We just, so I just podcasted with KO. Yeah. And we were saying that like, it's, if the longer you wait, the less likely it's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. You just got to do it. You just have it. to do it. Yeah. You just have to start. And I think the thing too is like, neither of us knew at all we were getting ourselves into. And so right. because we had no, no expectations, like if you had told me, Hey, you need to commit to this for four years. I, there's no way I ever would have started it. Oh. But if, but it was like, let's just see what this even takes. Like, let's just see what, what it's going to feel like. It was like, yeah, sure. We'll try How it. was your first one? You know, so all, we were so nervous. All I remember, and that and was the you thing. have to remember, we didn't know each other really yeah. at all. True. So we were oh. sitting across from each other for like the first time ever. 
like and kind of getting literally to know each other. it was like so joy where are you from yeah yeah which is kind of cool because people get to know you as you guys it's yeah. like very it, authentic it, yeah it did kind of unravel throughout like the yeah. four yeah. years that we've done this it's kind of interesting that way but like I remember the first episode first of all we kind of like sat on it for a while because we didn't know the technology piece it was kind of a shit show in a way to like get yeah. everything set up for like the feed you know how it goes yeah like, well just, I was remember I was like oh my god what do I do it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> yeah. difficult like to set up those steps so we were kind of uh, um hesitant at the beginning just for those reasons but yeah. then when we finally sat down and sat together in the room and just started recording um I just remember sitting on a futon in Claire's guest room with her dog yeah. sitting under the table drinking and like we were drinking a beer with Koozie it was just the funniest thing because we were both like okay I'm kind of nervous but then we just did it and then we just yeah. committed every single week we, we just it. kept doing it. Yeah. It was, yeah. There's really nothing else like, to say. Like, I've never even held a job this long. Yeah. That is <laughs> so, such a good point. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Four, four years. years is yeah. a really, that's like, so great. When we started, I wasn't even engaged to Brandon. And now we're married with a kid. Oh, I mean, we had just gotten engaged. Yeah. Like a month pre- before. It's crazy to think <clears> about that. It yeah. really yeah. is. And Claire said something interesting a couple weeks ago. I can't remember who we were talking to, but Claire was like, if we had known, oh, it was when we went, to, we just got back from a Costa Rica trip, which I always think Woo-hoo. of you in Costa Rica because you stayed there for like a month. I'm like, oh my gosh, I every know. time I see pictures there. It's... When we were there, Joy even was like, what did Emily do here for a month? Yeah. Like, what would you, what, why would you need like, to ask that question? I was well, like, what would you not do? It's totally like, side tangent, but so I was in Tamarindo, which is when people say like, Okay, how long have you been in Tamarindo? It's like the Vegas of Costa Rica. Okay. People stay for three days, and then they're like, i got to get the fuck out. <laughs> and I was like, I've been here for four weeks. <laughs> you know, just like they... And it's crazy that I, I just... I can't believe that I, I never can stay in one place yeah. for a long time, but I was like, I'm all in. We're yeah. just doing it. Yeah. Um, but it is a little spring breaky, the town I was at. That's fair. Yeah. I was ready to come home after a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. But you guys went to... Capos. Yes, Capos. Mm-hmm. And it was such a fun trip with yeah. your people. Yeah. yeah. But, so Sorry. the, no, it's okay. I was just like, I don't want to lose my tangent. Is that Claire was talking to one of the girls there that she was like, oh, um, you know, I think it was something like how long we've we been doing this or. Like, what's your advice? What's your advice or something for, like that? And yeah. Claire was like, if I had known four years ago that we were going to commit to this every single week and make time for it, she's like, I would have never done it. Yeah. The fact that we they, like out- like someone could go back and be like Claire for the next four years you're gonna make time to do this every single week. That's so true because I would have never yeah. I would have been like my life is all your life is always too crazy. There's yeah. never enough time for the right. things. And I immediately would have started thinking like, well, what else am I gonna have to give up? Like, does that mean I can't move? Does mm-hmm. that mean I can't? And you know, I haven't moved. I haven't felt like I've had to give anything up. And we've just week by week, you know, everyone's around well, we'll backload or we'll but. Yeah. Like, even when Miles was born, we didn't miss an episode. We had backlogged. We backlogged. Yeah, we backlogged. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That we is missed so one cool. episode the week I got married. Yeah. Understandable. But not the week I had a child. <laughs> we backlogged <laughs> so, enough when you had a kid. You were prepared. It's you were so prepared. crazy. Yeah, Joy uh, recorded an episode with Jen LeBaugh the morning that I was in labor. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. I love her awesome. so much. Yeah. Oh, she's such a doll. I texted yeah. Joy that morning. I was like, so I'm having contractions. not going to make it to the interview. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny because I don't even remember you not being there. Like, I don't remember doing that by myself because we've, like, done this so much. And I'm like, were you really not there? Have you just like my other limb. What's your, you know, not to put you on the spot, do you guys have a personal episode that you love? Oh, my gosh. Out of 200 episodes? I mean, we interviewed Greg Glassman, which was pretty epic. Um, That is really awesome. That was pretty epic. That was pretty epic listen to that for sure we actually yeah. went to CrossFit HQ and in Santa Cruz and, or in wherever it is yeah. Santa Cruz and 
got to like got a tour of the whole thing and like we're sitting there in his office on the podcast and like Brooke Ends is walking in the building and like it, it like the whole experience was, was so cool and the mm-hmm. episode was pretty good. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. That's that a sticks out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've done some really fun. I don't know. I feel like the episodes that we love are the ones where we can just like sit down and it's easy to talk to the person we're interviewing. Like yeah. right now, obviously, yeah. like it's just really organic. Our podcast is so not the robotic. It's so let's not, be like, healthy. Like, here's some tips to be healthy. It's like we just yeah. want to talk to people and be real with them. And obviously the interview with Greg, we were so nervous I think I said one word the entire time. Yeah, so I was, was, like, I was so doing like obsessed with the sound. I was obsessed with the sound and like making sure that we that the recorder wasn't going to just malfunction, and then all yeah. of a sudden, like our whole trip is like for not. Um, but that, yeah, that was pretty big. For well, us. you guys have you know the reason I just wanted to talk to you guys so much is that one, you guys discovered. I don't know. I would love to see how you guys both kind of found strength training and CrossFit, and just really the message is just so overwhelmingly obvious, like empowering women and helping them feel strong and showing that it doesn't mean you have to be an elite athlete in order mm-hmm. to feel like a badass. Like that's what I love so much that there tends to be this bridge that's not being addressed or an yeah. audience that's not addressed. Like we have these incredible athletes and if we don't look a certain way or if we don't perform a certain way, then what's the point? Yeah. Or there's not somebody talking to me or there's not someone relating to me, but that, that doesn't, that's not true. So I think it's so cool what you guys are doing. Yeah, thanks. I think that's definitely, to your point, like, that's the niche that we fill. And I think that that's what makes it so fun. And there are definitely days where, like, I, excuse me, like, I'm not a great crossfitter. You know, like, I competed scaled in the open. I didn't do that good. You know, like, I I get up at 4.30 in the morning and go work out, but I'm not hitting PRs every day. I'm not, like, blowing it out of the water. But, you know, neither are 99% of the people who do CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And I think... It, it encourages me to have the community around me being like, wow, you did so good this morning. I can't believe you're getting up at 5 a.m. And I'm like, you're right. I'm getting up at 5 a.m. Like, it doesn't matter that I'm not going to the games. But, like, you have a family and you have a job and you're just making it work. And I think we really want to be the voice for those women and encouraging and letting you, like, letting people know and encouraging them that you don't have to even care ever about being a competitive crossfitter for strength training and fitness to have an important part in your life. And it's okay to prioritize it, even if you don't have these crazy lofty goals. And it's also okay to prioritize other things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's okay to not want to count macros or not want to get up at four 30 in the morning or whatever. And it's just a matter of like, live your life and find a way to live your life in a healthy way and own it. Yeah. I love that. How did you find CrossFit Claire or um, strength training? I guess yeah. I should say. So I started strength training through CrossFit. Um, I was living in Moab and with my then boyfriend, now husband, and I was a raft guide and we were both raft guides and we moved back to Denver so that Brandon could go back to school and we just needed something to do. Like I had been a raft guide and then we were, um, worked up at the resorts, up at the ski resorts. And then we were back, went back to the river and we had just been living for so long in an area where you could just walk out your door and like have this crazy adventure. And we moved and we, now we were living in downtown, excuse me, downtown Denver. And we were just like, what do we do? Yeah. And so for Brandon's birthday, the year that we moved back, which was 2012, I gave him a card. And on one side of the card was like a picture of the climbing gym. And the other side was a picture of a CrossFit gym. I said, I'll give you a month membership to whichever one you want. And he picked the CrossFit gym. Which kills me because if he would have picked the climbing gym, yeah. who knows where And it's been. actually kind of a shocker that he picked the CrossFit gym because he's like a diehard climber. That's crazy. So he picked the CrossFit gym. 
And here we are, five you years are. later. <laughs> I love it. And Joy, what about you? So, oh gosh. So I always think back and I'm like, man, I actually started this when I was at my old job. And I had a, a co-worker who started CrossFit on the East Coast when it was just not even a thing. Yeah. It was one of those, did it in a garage with two guys, barely, no one knew what CrossFit was. So when he moved to Colorado, started the job here, and it was just like a small group of us that kind of like knew that we liked to work out. So after work, we would do all these workouts. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to program some workouts for you guys. And we're like, okay, fine. <laughs> and of course, it's like, as the story goes, we see the, the workout and we're like, oh, that's it. And then of course, we're laid out on the floor. What did you just do to us? Let's do it again. So yeah. it's like that same thing that everyone kind of has with their first time doing CrossFit. So that's kind of how I learned about it. And then um, as we progressed and couldn't, I mean, we had such minimal equipment in the gym at my work so he was like you need to actually like find a gym and you know because you're you're really good and you're really athletic and like I want to see you advance and like the equipment here is just not going to cut it so he's like you should find a gym so I was <laughs> marathon training at the time oh, wow. and which is still ridiculous to think <laughs> did about. you run a marathon have you ran oh yeah a I've, few I've run four. Oh my gosh few plus one mm-hmm Holy cow. Well, I should, yeah, that's a whole nother tangent, but. Do <laughs> you keep buying groupons for marathons? I don't keep. I did it once. You did it like in, when was the last, didn't you just do one like in September? Do you still want to just, there's an itch that There's you, a weird thing. Yeah. I still can't let but it go. That's a whole nother But only episode. if it's a discounted. No. She's not going to pay full price to run a marathon. Well, I did that once. I think I did that once. Was it a Denver marathon? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I've seen it. I've always thought about it, and then immediately I'm repulsed by myself. Yes. I should have <laughs> done that. Except that in the moment between thinking about it and being repulsed, Joy buys. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. You've done four. I know this is such a tangent, but no. like, did you, I mean, did you enjoy them? Did you do it? So, okay. So, like, the really condensed story of that is when I was in my 20s as I ran three of them. So, I ran two in one year when I was, like, 22, 23. Actually, it was after grad school. So, whatever. Um, but then I, uh, hi, Griff is like, Griff is saying hi. Um, and then I, I got into the, um, New York city marathon, which is just a lottery. So I was like, well, I guess I have to run this. I'm like once in a lifetime chance to get into New York city marathon. That's the last one I ran in 2005. Okay. And then I ran two years ago, the Denver marathon when I got the group on. It was just a weird thing where I was like, I just want to see if I can do this again. Yeah. At 38. You you like meant to buy the half marathon and then they were out of the half marathon. Yes, that's what happened. So then she bought the full marathon and she goes, we're just going to stop halfway. I was like, you know you're not going to stop halfway. There's no way. It was the dumbest, dumbest decision. I fully admit that it was dumb. Did it just kind of wreck you a little bit? It totally wrecked me. I was not training well. Mm -hmm. I ran a half marathon just because my, I was supporting my husband. He, uh, we ran the. Kauai half marathon that summer. Kauai yeah. is my favorite place in the world. Kauai. Yeah. So because of that, I was like, well, I ran a half. I yeah. probably can just yeah, train can a little bit and I'll just double that. Yeah. Stupidest thing. I am so stupid. Um, halfway through the race, my legs seized up. Um, like mile 20. No, not even mile 20. It was mile 16. I was like, I'm in trouble. And pretty much just had to, I like couldn't, I wouldn't let myself stop, which is so stupid, but so stubborn. And I ran somehow the rest of the way and uh, spent the full like four hours after that at Denver Sports Recovery. And I was fine the next day. So shout out to Denver Sports Recovery because... Would you just get in the Normatec boots? Yeah, the... they, they put me through this whole thing. They were like, okay, get in the hot cold tub, get in the sauna, get in the hot cold. Like he had me on this whole regimen. He's like, I got amazing. you. 
we're going to get you feeling better. And like, I, I was you. fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I walked in and he was probably like, she's in trouble. Everything. <laughs> so he had me like go through these very specific steps in a very specific order to make sure that I had like the maximum effect of all the tools that he was giving me. And it was great. did it. And the next day I was fine. Oh my God. It was a miracle. But I do not recommend that. Just another tangent off our tangent. Um, I found a mini infrared sauna that is... That can get in your house, and I am gonna get it. Like I just got like confirmation mini, today. Like the size of like a shower. Like it's gonna fit in my spare bedroom. Like oh, smaller. Wow. You can actually adapt it to be in your shower. <laughs> is I, it like an it's egg? Like, it's you a like get this pod. <laughs> it's a little canvas box, and it's incredible. And so I'm about to be like recovered as, like I just really want my brain to be like you know. Ah! Oh yeah! You know? Oh yeah! So, can we post it? We could have like a sauna sauna. Oh party. my gosh! We'd all just be standing like. Hello. I, I know. <laughs> well, I'm like I. I just feel like with your herb covered, we just got to see like M's herb covered. <laughs> closet i'm so like wanting to just sit around and like drink it's like witch's brew for like two days and just see how we can biohack our bodies <laughs> I mean, do you like the chocolate oh it's awesome is this, yeah so this is good for immunity yeah i can't I, did you know this so claire claire is it, gonna rub it on herself i know claire is like uh she just grew up straight hippie so what did hippie, you call hippie. it Hippy dippy. So hippy dippy. and so you're like so you're almost repulsed by my closet because it's bringing memories it's like just you know a little PTSD, a little herb PTSD. Yeah, because you're going to, I really do think you're going to be my daughter. Like, when I have kids, I'm going to yeah. be putting. Yeah, you're going to be rubbing stuff on their lymph nodes instead of sending them to the nurse. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be like, just come here, let me just rub some. Do you, do you have, have to any... put, like, garlic in your ear? Oh, oh my gosh. Man. No. Thank okay. God. But, like, when we would get strep, we would do, like, a compress instead of, like, taking antibiotics. We would do, um, I don't even know what it was because, you know, it was just, like, no wonder you don't have it any cavities. Probably. You never had to take antibiotics. I swear this like yeah. Is that the reason? Oh. Although I'm like getting ready to go to the dentist for the first time in five years and they're gonna be like, so the grinding. <laughs> You've actually <laughs> just ground all the teeth. Are you Come a on. grinder? I wake up my husband oh, no. in his sleep. No. Really? You need to start wearing a guard. Okay, okay. we're totally getting off. <clears throat> all right. I had a guard and my dog ate it. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's what I Let's get a new one. I know, that's why I'm going to the dentist. It took me six months to get a dentist. If you have a dentist you like in Denver. Please let me know. Yeah. Let me know. I just got back from a dentist. You know what they quoted me? Seven thousand dollars because I went what? to a hippie dentist, and I was like, okay, well, my let's go back to let's go back to conventional. Uh, yeah, a hippie, what do they crazy. do with a hippie dentist? Charge you seven thousand dollars? Do they like <laughs> crystals over your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is there, are your fillings just crystals? I have to mention this because we're sitting <laughs> right next to it. They already know about this, but see what Griff's sitting on right now. This is a biomat. Oh yeah, literally yeah, has, these. Literally, it has crystals in it. So you like, you know, it's <laughs> isn't it supposed to like aligns your chakras, aligns yes. your chi. Okay. And I wouldn't You're believe like, yes. it. I thought I'm so surprised that you. Would I know. sat in it and it was just like whoosh. Like I felt like my heart chakra just like ground with the ground with the ground. Yeah, grounded, grounded in the ground, grounded in the ground. <laughs> and it was like the, the first time yeah. with all of it. Yeah. The butterflies started yeah. seeing. Are you gonna turn into one of those like barefoot people? I was, I, I am pretty barefoot a lot. Like, yeah. the fact that I have shoes on is causing me a little bit of I know, take them off. We're good. Okay. We're in your house. I'm like, I don't know why we have to invite you to take I'll take mine off. <laughs> I did take mine off. Oh, I should oh, have. Good. That's yeah. so rude. Yeah. See, you're a barefoot person, so yeah. you still have some hippie in you. I have a lot of hippie in me. Yeah. Like, I remember to wear deodorant like 85% of the time. But deodorant is another style. Like, don't get me started. Jeez, I finally found 
I, but speaking of crystals, do you do I the crystal that, deodorant? Yeah, do you do the crystal rock for the is deodorant? That a thing? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I just use Tom's, which doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't. It's it just makes worst. me feel. It just keeps me in the habit, basically. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I found um, one that's from Amazon. That's a good one. That you like? Yeah. yeah. What did you find? It's like Schmitz or something. I got it at Target. It's okay. Like all natural. Oh, good. Yeah. Kind of like a yeah. Tom's. Ever it's since good. I was like eighteen, my dad's been like, "You're gonna get Alzheimer's." I'm like. Okay, oh my gosh. John, John, Hay. Hay. John, John Hay. Hay needs to be on your show. You John guys Hay love to talk to be, herbs. I don't know why he hasn't been on our show. We I talk know. about him all the time. God. And this is your dad. This yeah. is my dad, John Hay. And the he, inventor. He's, he's of one of those guys you have to tell him, you have to call him by his full, full name, yeah. John Hay. John Hay, the inventor it's just of celestial well. yeah. seasonings. Seasonings. Yeah, like sleepy time tea. Yes. Yeah. So do you not drink tea at all? I kind of do, but I just like kind of got burned out on it as a kid. I'm like not even super into warm beverages. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's true. You drink cold coffee. Yeah. Huh. Cold you really root. got burned out on it. Yeah. Were you growing up when they're like making blends? No. So he has not owned it in my lifetime. It like had a taste. I mean, it formed in the 60s and 70s. Got and it. And then I was born at the end of the 80s. Got it. So you've just been around it. I've just been around it. Because I'm like, you know, in my let me make my brews stage. So oh, yeah. I was, I did work for the tincture company that he had. Cool. In the shipping department. But. <sighs> that's awesome. We did it, yeah. So, like, I saw this thing the other day that was talking about, like, a turmeric facial, and I wanted to leave a thing, like, are you on crack? Do you have any idea how yellow your skin is going to be? Like, I can't tell you how many times I spilled turmeric on my hands, and it was like, that's what monks use to dye their robes. Don't put it on your face. It's permanent If you are listening, and you saw that article, like, on Refinery29 about all the ways you use turmeric, and they told you to put it on your face, you're going to look like an Oompa Loompa. (laughs) That's actually what they did, <laughs> right? Yeah, just so, turmeric. I have a, a like a, it looks like drugs in my refrigerator, but it's turmeric with a syringe so that I don't stain it because it's, yeah, it's an so extract, oh, yeah. and you just like Stainy. not pop it in your mm-hmm. mouth. It mm-hmm. is. I ruined my favorite pair of jeans with it. Oh, I know turmeric and wine doesn't mix. No, not a good thing. I was does trying it, to balance. Does it mix <laughs> in your mouth? Yeah, no, no. But like, it was like, you know, woo, woo. <laughs> 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 Try to control the inflammation. You're getting like tomorrow. a turmeric cocktail. <laughs> have you guys some kind of? I really wanted to ask this. I know we lost your tangent about yeah. how you started CrossFit, yeah. but have you guys always felt like strong women, like physically? I feel like CrossFit for me, or for many people, strength training it translates so much into what they do professionally. Have you seen that change for you? Like as you lifted weights, did it change what you did in your in your life and in your career? You know it. I feel like it, um, exercise, I'll back up and say exercise for me was always like an outlet for stress. Right. And so I never really put two and two together of how it affects my life confidence wise or with career or whatever. But I will say that it shifted from like my twenties to my thirties. I'm 39 now. And I feel like you're 39. That's crazy. Yeah, you look I, awesome. I look like I'm 20. No, you really <laughs> do. Kidding. You're like, you're, like seriously, you look great. Um, it's because I stopped running marathons. Because marathons age you. <laughs> no. So, but I feel like it was different in my 20s. I, I look back at my 20s. I feel like I was running because running got you skinny. And I'm doing the air quotes right now. Is um, <laughs> like running was the best way to burn calories. And so I feel like that's kind of the era that I was in. Is like the exercise that's going to keep the weight off. And I had like really disordered thoughts around all that crap, like I'd say in my 20s. And so um, once I started CrossFit, it really was a shift for me of uh, what strong looked like. So I know that there was kind of like the strongest new skinny that started coming around. And that I didn't really buy on 
buy into that either. Just, I felt like it felt empowering to be able to lift a lot of weight. Yeah. And, um, I'm just kind of a natural go-getter driven person, but I feel like that kind of amped it up even more in even more so because growing up, I was very intimidated by sports. I never played sports. I was a dancer my whole life because group sports terrified me. I was a very shy kid. Um, so I feel like starting CrossFit and seeing that I was good at it, it, like good in my world was like, whoa, I'm actually good at something that's athletic and, you know, not like the aerobics world. I did, yeah. you know, aerobics classes and running and all that. It's kind of like you just go in and you do it. You don't really know where you stand Yeah, and you don't know if you're, yeah, it, I, there's really no like good or bad, but I'm just saying like CrossFit where you're all of a sudden measuring your progress and kind of measuring it against other people mm-hmm. was something pretty cool for me to see and just like competing with myself every day being like, Oh, I have, now I have a score. Now I know like where I stand and I can say that I'm like good at this now. Yeah. I know and where that was it was. Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I like that. And for you, did you play sports? Did you feel strong? Do you feel... I was like not that? a sports player. I was in choir and student council. <laughs> um, a show choir with my athletic background. But <laughs> I, I think for me it's been a little bit different because I still am like kind of the bottom of the whiteboard. And after five years, like I like to say a lot, like I am not... I don't think I'm a strong or fast crossfitter, but I'm a good one. Like I move well and I know what I'm doing and... But I can definitely get frustrated sometimes when it's like I see somebody who's moving poorly and they're yet yeah, they're going faster, or moving more weight than me, and I want to be like, but but. And I think um, I have an eighteen month old, and so when I got pregnant, I worked you know crossfit until I was I coached even until I was thirty eight weeks, and but. After I had Miles, I had a lot of postpartum depression and just, like, went through a really rough, probably almost year. Yeah. And I'm still really kind of, I wouldn't say still coming out of that, but still kind of, like, coming back from it. Mm. And I, because that, you know, really was only six, seven months ago that I kind of, like, I feel like kind of crossed the bridge. So, for me, it's been a lot less about how I perceive myself physically and more about getting through tough moments. Mm. And so, like, if I'm in a workout that's really hard and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, I can't keep going, and yet I still keep going, then in other points in my life, whether it's being in labor or going through, you know, like, having suicidal thoughts, like, even to that extent of thinking, like, I know that my mind tells me that I can't do things even when I can do them, and so I'm just going to push that a little bit harder and see if I can get through this because I know that in the past I have these tangible examples of when this has worked, and that translates for me into other places in my life. Yeah, that's powerful. And this might be, and it's totally okay, we can kind of skim over this, but, like, for you, that turning point, was mm-hmm. you said six or seven months ago, was there something really big that happened, or was it just gradual? Um... It was pretty gradual. I think the thing about um, postpartum depression in particular that's tough is that there's a ton of guilt around it because, like, this is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. You have this brand new baby. Like, and I think for me, I had one moment, which was actually last year, Memorial Day weekend, where that was kind of when I felt like, okay, there's at least a light at the end of the tunnel. And it was, Miles was really sick and he was throwing up. And like, for the first time I ever had this feeling of like, I don't want any, and it wasn't that I didn't like him. Like I had never felt like I wanted, you know, I wanted him all the best things for him. I just didn't feel connected to him. Mm -hmm. And it was like, for the first time I was holding him and he was throwing up on me. And I just remember thinking like, I would rather sit here and get thrown up on for the rest of my life than to like have him feel pain for one minute. Mm -hmm. And I think right around his first birthday was I crossed over from having like 
it was never like a switch flipped. It was like, I just started having more days like that than not. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing, like with depression and with any sort of mental illness is like, I don't think it ever fully goes away. I think you just learn either to cope with it or, you know, like, I think you just realize that like, eventually there comes a point where you have more days without it than you have with it. And when you have those days where you feel it again, you have some perspective to know like mm-hmm. this isn't going to last forever. And, you know, obviously people go back, can go back and do it. But I think for me, like when I have those moments, it's like now they're moments instead yeah. of months. Man. And it's so crazy. Obviously I haven't had a baby, but when you look at like what hormones change post baby, yeah. how much that ties into your brain and then how much can change, like the thyroid can be connected to that too. Oh yeah. Just going. So it's all, never just this actual like emotional feeling. There's something biochemically right. happening. Not only is it like the most crazy life changing experience, but then it comes with this, I mean, unreal, like unparalleled with any, any other experience of your life. Hormone just mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you can't see the motion I'm making, but I'm making the, the universal yeah. hand motion for mess. For sure. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. And that's true though. Like when I'm in the middle of a workout and like, God, I want to stop and I don't, yeah. I'm just like, fuck, I can do anything. Yeah. I really can't. Like, I can't believe like for one second I thought I couldn't and then I did. And yeah. that's why working out and movement is so key for people. Cause you're just seeing what you're capable of. Yeah. We always underestimate it. Well, have you ever heard that I, this seems to be floating around a lot, but it's like how you do something is how you do everything. How you do um, anything is how you do everything. Yeah. How you, yes. Um, and I feel like that is so key in my life at least. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty universal for everyone who's doing workouts that is really difficult. It's like what your, what your self talk is as you're going through a difficult workout. Yeah. And I am very aware of that. So most of the time when I'm doing a workout, it's, I want to stop. I'm thinking I'm going to quit. I don't know if I want to do finish this. Maybe today's the day I just will like walk out early. Or even just and, like, that feels like plenty. Yeah. 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 And it's just, I mean, I, but I truly believe it. There was a workout yeah. we recently did where I was like, I just, I think I'm just going to stop after two rounds and just call it a day. Yeah. And then I was like, what? Okay. I can do the yeah. full four, whatever it was. But I mean, I truly believed it in my soul. I was like, I just, <laughs> today's the day I'm just going to quit. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then and I, you just get in that mode. You just get in that mode. So what I try to do, I think just for listeners, I'm pretty sure everyone kind of does this, is just to pay attention to what your self-talk is throughout a workout You're, and just challenge well, yourself to I go. I can do this. You have those moments, even like at work, you walk yeah. and you're like, this is the day totally. that I'm going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> or like, <laughs> this is the day, this is the day I'm going to get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Totally. Where it's like, yeah. you have those, those moments yeah. everywhere in your life. And yeah. if you have, and I feel like in a way though, boiling that down into the, your, your health and your wellness and your fitness, it's sort of like low stakes in that moment, but it's kind of like a test lab for these bigger decisions. You have to yeah, because you're is. building this, like every time you have this internal dialogue and I just see it as like pushing a barrier, pushing mm-hmm. a barrier. So then when you have those big interviews or those b- big meetings, you have that confidence that, Oh, it is there. And I do the internal dialogue. I wish I could put it somehow out of my head and have it recorded. Like I think it's so entertaining. Yeah. Like yeah. a pen seed. Yeah. That? yeah. <laughs> like, into the pen scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true that I feel like it's crazy. I feel like a crazy person, but I like, I'm always in my head. Do you guys sound like yourself in your head? Yeah. 
I saw, yeah. somebody told me that they didn't sound like themselves in their head, and I thought that was crazy. That is Do you sound like yourself? I don't know what else I would sound like. Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. Yeah, I didn't. I, apparently, that's a question. Yeah, like somebody was like. Do you talk to yourself in your voice? And I'm like, well, of course. But I guess some people maybe have another. Hmm. I've never stopped to consider that I would like talk to myself in like a baby voice or Keep something. Keep going, Joel. Well, yeah. I feel like half the time I'm talking to myself out loud. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, what? And I'm like, don't worry. It just does not concern you. Yeah. But that actually I think is more powerful. Like when you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. So we were talking about this in Costa Rica because I work for Vail Corporate and everyone was talking about like, oh, I don't like skiing. Like I don't do, you know, downhill sports. They're too scary. <laughs> And I was saying that, like, I am at best an intermediate skier, and I am so terrified half the time I'm out there that literally as I'm skiing, like, with clients, like, this is my job, I'm going to the hill saying out loud, you're fine, you're fine, you're in control, you're in control, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> and, like, because she said ever since she was a kid, she just had to do that because yeah. it'll, it freaks her out. So she's like, I and still do that. You're in control, you're in control, you're that. in control. I do that, too. When I'm on my motorcycle and I get into, like, a sketch situation, yeah. I have to say it out loud because yeah. I feel like... Mm-hmm. Like it's gotta be like I yeah. have to hear it and then I'm fine. I, but then there's always the you know this internal dialogue of pushing ourselves. This is where I see the issues sometimes happen. And I we push ourselves and then we're like, okay, now I am taking all day to recover from this workout and I feel depleted and exhausted because we like how do we how do we find that boundary of am I being mentally weak? Should I push through it? Everyone mm-hmm. else is doing it, or do I listen to this internal dialogue that's saying? this might be too much. And I think we all have struggled with that where it's like sometimes pushing through it makes you feel invincible. Sometimes pushing through it makes you feel like a piece of shit. Have you noticed that at all when you push it maybe a little too much and it's just like, oh, okay, I got nothing left in the tank for a while. I feel like for me the answer to that kind of comes down to like where is your dialogue coming from? Is it coming from a competitive place or Mm -hmm. is it coming from a place of like I want to honor my goals and my body and where I want to be? And, like, I'm not a very competitive person, and so, like, I don't super resonate with that part of it. Like, I don't feel like I've ever pushed myself. I'm also just not probably athletic enough to, like, get to that point. But, like, and, of course, I have days where I'm shaking on my my drive home. But I think that, for me, having the motivation come more from, like, what am I doing? And I, I, like, I hate almost using the phrase, like, to honor myself because it sounds so, like, it's okay. Hippy dippy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like that. And I hate those things. Should like, we put people, my therapy hat like, on? What's the, thing, what's the thing that I, people say that I hate? Be gentle with yourself. Yeah, be gentle. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. Like, that's what does even mean? I know, but that's like something that's changed that's my life. That's a therapist term. It's totally. Yeah, I'm like, can yeah. you just have some examples? Of I know. That anyway. Yeah. But. Well, so, I can give you a few if it helps, but I yeah. heard it because I, it was my therapist, Lily Lee, Lily Lee a shaman. It was her voicemail. And she said, at the end, be gentle to yourself. And I was like, what? And then my mom said it to me, and I was like, oh, you guys are so right. Because it's that shaman whose voicemail says, be gentle to yourself. Swear to God. I mean, I believe you. (laughs) Literally. Hippy dippy. She's changed her life. She's so awesome. She does oils and sprays. She's so crunchier than I thought you were. Oh, yeah. We do muscle testing. She tries to figure out what's blocking me. Oh, my gosh, the muscle testing. Welcome to my entire childhood. Oh, my God, I'm in fantasy world. My gosh, you just need to like be in my family. We have so much we could talk about. Teach um, me your ways, both of you. Muscle <laughs> testing. So the and so, anyways, to go back to, I feel like it's a, a question then of like, what are not even what are you maybe what are you trying to prove, but sort of like, what is the point of what you're doing? And I think if the point is like to prove something to someone, mm-hmm. to I feel like the when you cross over into that dangerous like 
overdoing it, it's because now your motivation is external. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep it in that realm of like my motivation is internal, then your body's going to know what's too much. Totally. That's a great point. Cause we don't know. Sometimes we have these goals. Do you guys have goals right now? I did like a corporate wellness talk today and I was yeah. like, tell me your goals. And I like had a dig it out of them and it was amazing when they finally gave it to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, I love hearing people's current goals, whether, we whatever We have some thoughts is. on goals. We can talk about that. Yeah. Do you have like for you, is there anything that you're working on? Cause maybe it's cause I'm so, I'm struggling with it a little bit. I'm like, what are my goals? Yeah. Well, I think I, we've gone through ups and downs with this and I think there's just to kind of nutshell this too, is that. I think it's good to have goals, but we've also, we also will have moments where we set goals and then we just forget about them and we don't even, it's an interesting thing. I think it's fine to have a goal. Like I want to run this race or I want to do this competition, but Claire and I have set goals together on the podcast numerous times and we never follow through because it's almost like you, there's like a weird pressure that you have to have like something that sounds good on paper mm-hmm. and then like, you I really, will do this by this time. Yeah. Yeah. The smart and then you really, your heart's and... not really in it. And and that's kind of more telling to us yeah. than anything is like, Oh, my heart's like kind of find what you really like to do during the day anyway. And that's usually what your goal should be or, yeah. you know, so, so that's kind of like an interesting journey that we've just found. Like, you know, what's interesting to me is like, Oh, I really, I love freaking audiobooks. I can listen to audiobooks all day long. Maybe I'll read like five audiobooks in a, in a month. That's a good goal for me because it's something I enjoy anyway. So I think there's like differences between setting goals for yourself, but also like setting some stretch moments where you're like, okay, I need to get this done. And it's kind of more of a challenge, but I feel like it's a whole nother conversation. Well, that's kind of what you just said, (laughs) Claire, where what's the intention? What's Mm -hmm. the reason behind why you want that goal? Mm -hmm. Is it because... One, you think it's going to make you look a certain way. Two, because like marathon runners, a big yeah. thing with running, it's like therapeutically when I, and not all running is bad. And I come from a family of runners and I'm all for running long mm-hmm. distance if that's what cl- makes you click. But so many times I see it like it's there because they're physically to them burning off calories. They can yeah. feel that it's happening. A it's a movement. It's a total transaction. Yeah. So that's some, it's always coming from a place of like. I feel guilty about something I yeah. ate or I just, it's just guilt in general or right. you're, self-hatred. You're, you're paying off something. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was like going back to the, like how I started CrossFit is that was the transition from like twenties to thirties is running for me was a transaction mm-hmm. and it was a way for me to be like, well, I'm justifying eating. Um, and that was a huge turning point for me. And I think that's still something I'm trying to, um, like untrain is that like doing CrossFit was to me, the first year, I'd say even two years, was so bizarre to me that you could just work out for 20 minutes or five <laughs> minutes or whatever. And I'm like, that's enough. It's enough. Yeah. So I think that that it took a lot of untraining um, my brain to be like, okay, truly I was running for the transaction piece. Mm-hmm. Truly I was running because it was a negative thing. Um, it, I didn't love doing it. There were times when it's like it felt really good. It felt really energizing. But for the most part, it felt like a task. And it's not to say that all marathon runners are like that, but I just, I feel like the culture of it, it can be very disordered. And if we're going to be very honest with ourselves, I really don't truly think every single person that runs marathons loves to get up on Sundays and run for three hours. Like I just can't get on board with that. So I feel like more power to you if that's your thing. And I look, I completely understand the therapy of it and how like running is kind of like that therapy in your mind and the back forth of your brain and like the right left stimulation. I mean, all of that stuff is really, really powerful, but it like there's other things in life to really put your energy into. And I feel like that is when the change for me at least was um, feeling strong and being like, 
oh, weight training and strength training is like completely different for our bodies and what it does. And to let that extreme endurance training go was kind of like a, it was a process. It was a process to kind of like let that mindset go. I bet because so many times we see people overtrain and because they still, they're not doing enough. And how many times is less is more. So how much is enough? How much is enough? What did, why do we feel that movement thing, the burning calories thing? God, it's so crazy. Okay. So let me pose this too. And, um, I, I just like, I feel like this might be five part series, but, um, Joy has a habit of doing this. She'd ask I know. No, no, no. But here's the thing. It's like we I get all, it. we, we, we like lube everything up and sorry, that was gross. <laughs> it's okay. This is magic mic. The lubrication <laughs> with magic mic. It's okay. It's like, and then you get the conversation and then finally yeah. you're like really into it. But, um. I feel like, um, I said this recently is I've been working out since I was like 1920. Um, so much of my life was focused on trying to achieve some type of body type, some type of like spot training, some type of like, I don't like my stomach. I want it to look like this for, for so long. I chased the ideal body and trying to like find every which way to like get there And I think in the past, like even through doing this podcast, what I realized is my body is not going to change. It's just not. I've done marathon training. I've done macro counting. I've done CrossFit. I've done vegan. I was vegan. I've done yoga. I've done everything. And my body is my body and it is not going to change. And so everyone out there who's like chasing something like if you're if you continue to change things do things your body's like just maintaining a set point like just freaking honor that yeah and like let's put that down and then like go live our life because i feel like so much of what we're chasing is just the person on instagram with like the perfect body the perfect air quote yeah we so we are like very we're also in a very like anti before and after phase yeah where it's like this is not real life like what about your now body yeah like totally there's can you not just live with like the body? And I mean, like, I feel like, you know, I probably, I probably still have about 20 pounds of quote unquote baby weight from when I had miles. And I'm not that I look in the mirror every morning. And I'm like, I am rocking it. But I also look in the mirror every morning and I'm like, this is the reality of who I am. Yeah. And like my body tells a story about what my priorities are in my life. Mm-hmm. And right now my body is saying that my priority is like, yes, fitness is important to me. And, like, I go to the 5 o'clock workout because otherwise I have to be on anxiety medication. But, like, the priority of my life right now is not looking a certain way. For Mm -hmm. sure. And Mm -hmm. I think with before and after, you can see in the language of what they are where that person's head is. If they feel happier because of them Mm -hmm. looking a certain way, then I know, okay, there's more to the story. Because what what is that going to do if you lose 10 pounds and you're still... Now you're happier because of that 10 pounds. Um, you're saying that you, at the end of the day, still aren't ha- happy with internal self. Yeah. And it's so, you know, I was talking, I told you guys, I just met with Laura Mahoney, but it was like, there's a lot of weight loss issues or a lot of just, you know, things of not changing tend to be in our own head. These mm-hmm. energy blocks of, I'm not this person. I'm not looking, nothing's changing. This path of stress, 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 stress. And if you just like, that's so awesome what you just said like let that shit go and just accept so that you can live your life and enjoy the activities that you do because how many hours are you spending self-loathing mm-hmm. it it's exhausting do you want to talk to chris about this when we talked we talked to chris Moore last year right before he passed away and he oh. had just lost like what 25 pounds or something and we asked him we were like 
you know, you've had this incredible weight loss. Like, how would it happen? And he was like, I just let, I started letting myself lose weight. Yeah. Wow. And he was yeah. like, I still eat ice cream every single day, but like, I just, I forget even the way he Yeah, he it, was like, was just, I just eat the most rich, like I, eat what I don't diet, I, yeah, I eat what my body But it basically was like, like really he stopped worrying about it, he yeah. just let his body do what it wanted to do, Yeah, and he stopped like butting up against it. Mm-hmm. Because and, the pressure for him was that he had to be this big beefcake guy, and he had to yeah. lift all this weight, and I mean, it's kind of that typical bodybuilding mentality where it's like, gains, 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 Yeah, and it really just wasn't what his body wanted, so... I don't know. I feel like if there's anything that's I'm really passionate about right now is to really like challenge the thoughts that you're having, at least pay attention to them, be the observer, all that crap is like just to notice how much energy you're putting into that in a way for me, I feel selfish. And I'm like, if I can just put that energy into some things that are like helping the world, I'd rather put energy into that. Like we're just wasting a lot of time, like trying to like the physical appearance and we're not going to like you know, blow up into balloons for crying out loud. Like, yeah. we're just like, like put that, energy it, into other things. I mean, you think about like when I am food counting, oh my God, how much energy yeah. it is it's so to exhausting. count your food it's and, so and the way that Instagram poses it that you have to do it in order to see success yeah, totally. drives me fucking crazy. Crazy. It's just crazy. like that now it's in their head when they mm-hmm. do, do my challenge and now I'm like, oh my God, if you don't get yeah. it perfect. And now we're back where we started. What's yeah. It? And I've said this to Steph, Stupid Easy Paleo. Yeah. I was like, how is macro counting any different than calorie counting? Yeah. Isn't that what we got away from? Isn't that the stress that was ca- food was causing? Now we're just repurposing it because yeah. we're control freaks. Totally. And <laughs> we are like, we both have macro counting. Yeah. Like I'm still kind of doing macro counting. And like for us, I think there is a... I, I mean, not to, I'm not trying to like defend, but I think that anything, anything you do, any, any way, regardless of how you restrict your eating, whether it's keto, whether it's, you know, paleo, whether it's vegan, anything that you do that isn't just not, I don't want to say it, it isn't a free for all, but anything with rules, we just kind of try to look at that as data. Yes. And it's like, if I meet these rules today, then I will use that data about how my body feels if I meet them. If I don't meet them today, I will use the data about how my body feels if I don't meet them. But there is no inherent value that is based on me as a human whether or not these rules are followed. Totally. And I think that's the X factor of like be free to count every calorie that goes in your body. But if you go over or under or whatever – that does not mean anything about you as a person. I love that. That's great because that's true. There is a place for it. Yeah. I there's times I go through stages where I do it. Um, I'm kind of I'm actually trying this. I'll just tell you guys what I'm trying because I'm so I feel like I have no energy to put into that, mm. and I want to stay somewhat. I'm traveling like every weekend, every yeah. week, blah 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 blah, and I just feel like some sort of structure is always healthy. Yeah. In if there's no guilt associated with lack of structure or if something goes wrong, because that's the biggest thing. So for me, I'm trying this. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm just kind of like on the fence about it, but intermittent fasting until about one 30, um, trying to work out around 12, which I think this only works for people that have somewhat of a healthy metabolism in Mm -hmm. cortisol levels to begin with. So disclaimer, if you feel a little bit energy off or, Stubborn weight loss. Don't do this. Um, right. Because everyone will jump on that. Everyone will jump like, on that. And there's a stress in the body. And, you know, that, and yeah. not eating breakfast <laughs> is the number one cortisol crasher um, for people that have adrenal issues. But then being able to eat three meals and then just stop eating around 830. Mm-hmm. Because I tend to just eat throughout the day and then all of a sudden or I'll skip from like basically noon to eight 
I'll and have all nothing. Of a sudden you're like slamming your And then my dinner is yeah. like a thousand calories. And yeah. so I'm still eating enough calories. So probably 21 to 2200 calories throughout the day, mm-hmm. but all in a very small window mm-hmm. of time. So I'm trying that and to see how my body feels. Do I feel like I'm the whole not eating thing is weird. Coming yeah. from eating disorders, you know, nothing crazy extreme than I think every human has, but that's a, a weird feeling. Yeah. I have to be really honest. Like, is this causing me to have a bad relationship with food? Yeah. Do I feel guilty, et cetera? Right. And, and it's like, if you do wake up feeling really hungry, do you let yourself eat or do you adhere to the rule just because you've told yourself that that's... Totally. And I think like every, obviously every statement has an exception, right? Like you have the people who do need massive dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. Like for you guys, that's an important rule to have. Like, but that aside, yeah, I think that just like... It's not, there's no such thing as good and bad food. There's Mm -hmm. no such thing as like, it's just, it is what it is and use the data about how your body reacts to it and go on with your life with the goal of feeling good. And the, what works for you might not work for me and let go of the guilt that it has to. Yeah. So two things we've, we've taught, we've had eating disorder therapists on the show, um, on our, on our podcast, which I encourage people to go back and and find those. So it's, um, Oh gosh, we can look it up. It's Natalia and Lisa. The, the, okay. Those are the two therapists we've had. I'm a therapist by day. So that's like, I kind of really get into the mindset of all that stuff is like, if you can attach an emotion to it, you're, I mean, I think in general, people are going to have emotional relationships with food. It just, it triggers an, an emotional reaction, but it's the piece of that food is fuel. Food is not good or bad, black or white. And what we tend to do is get into that bad and good and bad is yeah, if here's, the, I, here's the allowed list and here's the not allowed list. Yeah. And there's a gray area. Life mm-hmm. is all about gray area. So what I, my tip for people is, and this is just something, a practice that I've been trying to put into place myself is to, if I start to have a negative feeling after most of the time we eat and then we feel bad after it's the guilt that comes after. So what I've been trying to practice too is like, cause I still struggle with this stuff and I'll be like, if I start to feel guilty about something I ate, I, got, I just sit there and I go, your body knows what to do with it. You're fine. Yes. That's all I just like say. I'm like, yes. instead of just being like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I need to go walk now. I'm going to go walk my dog. It's like, no, your body is very smart. Your body knows what to do with what you just ate mm-hmm. and you are fine. And just be mindful next time. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Judson Brewer. He's this, um, I think it's like a Harvard, Harvard mindfulness uh, expert who's studied addiction and studied all sorts of addictions with food, with alcohol. And he created an app called eat right now, which is really, really powerful because it has tons of videos. I encourage everyone to look at this app. It's free. Um, but he has tons of informational videos of like why we have emotions towards food. And that has like good little mindfulness reminders. I have it on my, my phone and my watch. It like says, um, your goal is to eat a snack mindfully today. It's like, just remind you to be mindful instead of like tying all those emotions to food Totally. and like separate it huh. and be like, you are not tied to this food in an emotional relationship. Like this is just to be like, Oh, this is what I'm eating today. Instead of being like, I got to have all the perfect calories and Oh my gosh, I just ate that. I feel so fat. We always say like, that's not a feeling. So, you know, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And it's it's true. Like when I look at, when I have food, I, so if I have dairy, I instantly get phlegmy and I'm like, oh shit, something (laughs) I just had to have dairy. Yeah. And there's so many times where I'd be like, oh fuck, my skin's going to break out so bad. Cause it does. I'm pretty reactive to dairy and I've been really good at, okay, if it happens, it happens, whether it's intentional or not. Mm -hmm. I have this food. I refuse to cause more stress on my body. Yeah. There might be times where I'll, Take a digestive enzyme if I have it on hand, but if I don't and I'm kind of stuck in 
don't have anything to do, the more I get in my head about it, it's going to hurt my stomach or it's going to cause my skin to break out, yeah. the, the more likely it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. I just have been really good about like, that dairy is not going to make my skin break out. Like I'll try yeah. to like reverse it no matter yeah. what. And that's yeah. been really powerful. Yeah. Um, it's helped a lot with letting go of stress when I'm going out to eat or when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. That's been really good. Before we go, God, this has been up. so good. This has been yeah, so good. Another combo. I know. Um, your spirit animal. Who would like to start? Um, I would. Just, I would like to. I, it's funny. Like Claire, <laughs> are you struggling with this already? Because yes. mine's mine's an eagle. <laughs> I love that. Have and I always... only know this because I'm like I. Why an eagle? Um. You know what? I had like a spiritual guide when I was like getting oh. married, and she and I would always like I have like those little fetishes. Have you ever seen those in Santa Fe? They're like little tiny spirit animal, um, like figurines or like clay figurines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a Native American like, thing. Yes. Yeah. And so I have a bunch of those in mind. Like I have like actually a few, but the eagle is one of my big ones. It's just like soaring and flying and being free and like spreading your wings. You're totally a bird for yeah. sure. Yeah. Bald eagle? Bald eagle. Mm-hmm. Like That's the ones good. that are just like badass. Fierce. Fierce. I love Fierce. that. Yeah. I feel like I usually have an answer to this question. Oh, it's a bear. Oh, I think a bear. Steph from Stupid Easy Paleo is oh, a bear really? as well. Do you know what type of bear? I think a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mine is a little more practical though. Because I love napping. <laughs> I love standing in creeks. Like, it's my number one favorite activity is just, like, creek wading. Like, I think I would really love fly fishing. Oh, yeah. Um, but I spent a month in the Yukon once just, like, canoeing and lining a canoe, which basically means you just walk in the river behind your canoe, and it's the best time of my life. And I love salmon. Oh, my God. I love salmon, too. And blueberries. You are a bear. <laughs> You're a grizzly bear. I love And it. back scratches. <gasps> oh, my God. The list just yeah. keeps growing. Do you love honey? And my name rhymes with bear. Oh, it does look Claire Bear. She is the Claire Bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> I'm so I like back scratches. Love. I love back scratches. Best answers ever. <laughs> back scratches are the best. Yes, they really they are. Really are. Like if I that's I've always, this is gonna sound morbid, but I've always said like if I'm ever on like a shooting rampage, just come up behind me and scratch my back. And I'll be like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm calm. Yeah. A yeah. shooting rampage. Yeah. Straight. Just in case, That's Joy. Like, it never happens. Okay. Just good right. to know. Just go behind me and crash my back and I'll be like, yep, you're right. That's so funny. Guys, I, can you have me on the podcast again soon? We have to. And then I'll when have you back, back on mine. Yeah, when do you get yeah. back? So I'm only in Europe till Monday. And okay. And I'll, I'll come back. It's pretty short. Yeah. Okay. And I'll be back. And yeah. Then, Done. And then we're going to do... We have so much to talk about. God, we do. And then June 24th, everyone mark it down. I know it's soon, but... Or not soon. But, 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 but... It's, 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 it does feel soon. We're doing Mantu Springs with the MPAC. Woohoo! The incline. Which I just have to give a shout out, even though I know everyone loves the MPAC, but when we were in Costa Rica, it was our first time using it, and it's... Awesome. I had three people in the security line asking about it. Yeah. No way. Just like carrying it. And they were like, what kind of backpack is that? And I was like, oh, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone so on our trip were like, yeah. when we were like walking in, they're like, you have the impact. Like, so it's like a uh, thing now. People know I what it is. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so oh, happy. Oh, it was so great. It was uh, so great. I packed all our stuff in there. Uh, it, was, it fits everything. I love how it rolls. I love the just, roll. Yep. And the oh, cinch. When you just cinch yep. it. And it's very like. Totally. It's there. Like a hug. It's like a <laughs> just hug. Just stuff. Yeah. Yay, that makes me so happy. And you guys are having a celebration. Yes, episode 200. When is this going to go so out? So this is Wednesday. Oh, So yay. we can talk about it. So, okay, listeners, if you're in Denver, we have a 200 episode party on Saturday, 5 o'clock, CrossFit J. 
It's J-A-I. You can go to the Girls Gone Wad Facebook page. The Instagram handles Girls Gone Wad. Podcast. Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, Facebook.com forward slash Girls Gone Wad or our Instagram handles Girls Gone Wad Podcast. And RCB, um, show you up, can we're find out all the event details. We're going to have the, the Kira Oribas truck. <gasps> Right? Are you kidding me? I literally, I just grabbed your foot. No, I'm everyone, sorry. No, this everyone is, has that reaction. They're it's my okay. favorite people. <laughs> and they're just like, when I see them, I just feel so connected to them. And yeah. I just today was like, I'm going to do an event and I'm going to bring them. And I'm yes. so jealous that you guys are doing it. Yeah. I can't come. Yeah. We'll save you. Well, how about Will you yeah. give them a hug for totally. me? Because I love them. They There's, just celebrated seven years. Yeah. Everyone has that same reaction when I say yeah, that they're like, oh, And because they're the best mm-hmm. food truck and the best people. Mm-hmm. The best. Yeah. And the coconuts and yeah, the, coconuts. the oh, salmon the- arepa. <laughs> the salmon arepa. Oh, God. I can't believe you just I literally was like brainstorming. I was like, I'm going to have an event. And I'm gonna have karepas, and You're it's gonna all be amazing. We yeah, are. There's a lot going on here. Oh, it's there's a so lot going on. Good. Okay, yeah. so Saturday at CrossFit J, five, five, five p.m. All the details on our Facebook page or Instagram I'll plug page. It on the yeah, come in your come show in your gym clothes. Yeah, just show up, have fun, family kids. friendly. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have don't cupcakes. Your don't bring pets. Um, bring <laughs> cup or bring cupcakes. You bring cupcakes. <laughs> we're gonna have cupcakes for you, and we're gonna record our live episode of yes. episode 200 oh my god yeah. that, that sounds so fun yeah you guys are doing awesome. the celebration thanks for, for having sure. us yes, yes. So and june 24th we're all gonna yes. hike the incline join us Joy's, i'm we, gonna go in joy's impact that the was the deal impact. that's the deal joy was like, like do you want to hike the incline and i was like mm, no i don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have an impact but we will be doing it with i'll be impact. carrying claire yeah yep. i will go in there piggyback <laughs> perfect i love it and then i'll have miles i'll take miles yeah. perfect <laughs> he would love that can i bring griff we can bring Griff. He'll be so traumatized, but... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> little grippy poo. Grippy. Okay, guys. I will see you next Wednesday. All right.